0: welcome back to the quiet mind astrology podcast my name is jeremy devins and today we have the friday forecast from september 22nd 2023 including the full moon coming up next week in Uttara Bhadrapada in pisces and the fall equinox i'll talk more about today as well as mars transit a sun transit and how you can best work with all this also a mercury transit coming up too If you don't know your own birth chart, go to quietmindastrology.com. Get your free birth chart and a little training to how to read your chart. And you can follow along and listen. When I talk about the signs, you can imagine that the planets are in those signs for you right now. That's how the transits affect you and work for you. And you can see where they're affecting you personally right now also on the site you can join the become your own astrologer free workshop free training that's only available for a couple more days so if you want to do that awesome training that amazing group joining us around the world quietmindastrology.com and you can learn about that free workshop to become your own astrologer if you want to know how to understand the signs the houses the planets and how to better understand how to align and find alignment in your health wealth relationships and purpose that's what i teach And if you want to go really deep in that with a three-month mentorship, right now the Vedic Astrology Mentorship is open until Monday at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So this is the last chance to join for 2023 and you could end December 2023 as a certified Vedic Astrologer knowing how to optimize all the four aims of life, health, wealth, relationships, and purpose and have this a lifetime of skills that you can use for yourself. So it's my huge offering to the world, my sort of main body of work. Everything that I've worked for and learned about Vedic Astrology is in that training, in that mentorship. Over 200 plus on-demand trainings. There's live weekly calls. It's a total immersion into understanding yourself and understanding others, which even from as a little kid, that's something I was always curious about. You know, Look up at the stars and kind of wonder about our place in the world and the universe and then look at other people and want to understand like what makes them tick and then look to myself and try to understand myself so vedic astrology gives us the tools to see all of that uh still i talk to people every week who are just blown away by like can you see this with vedic astrology can you predict like when if i might get married or have kids or change this job or move into this house all of that stuff is very clearly shown in the birth chart and I don't think that it's fatalistic. I don't think that it's like all predetermined and you're just playing it out. I think you have free will and choice and there are potential energies that are always available to work with. And today and always when I talk about the transits, I'll talk about the possible favorable and unfavorable expressions of the transits, just like I do for individuals when I do readings and then your own birth chart. And if you're going too far towards the unfavorable stuff, you just look at that and you look at what's the possible favorable expression of this and bring that out. So for example, like we'll talk about Mars and Chitra this week, and that can be a very energetic, driven, creative time, but it also could lead to perfectionism and frustration. So it's Mars and Virgo. It can be overanalyzing and frustrating. And if you notice over the next 20 days from Saturday, September 23rd, that 20-day cycle of Mars and Chitra, if you notice yourself becoming perfectionistic, controlling, frustrated, then you might be slipping into that negative expression of that energy that's there. And you can redirect it towards the positive expression, like being focused on the details and how you want to express yourself creatively and how you can apply more like design and artistic expression in your work and what you're doing. And that brings out the positive side of Mars and Chitra. So we always have that potential, just like every cell in our bodies and there's trillions of cells. Every one of them at the atomic level has a proton, electron, and neutron. And just like we zoom out, there's positive, negative, and neutral energy in everything. And you know, just like the cells in our body look like the, the planets and the skies as above, so below, think when we start to really go deep into this we can see all the potentials around us and it's a much more empowering look at astrology in the world some people use astrology in a sort of fatalistic or fearful way of this terrible thing is going to happen and this doom and gloom or whatever it gets more clicks it gets more views but it's disempowering and it's not actually true <laughs> like we actually do have choice we have free will and we have the opportunity to work with whatever energies are present and how we want to choose to work with them. And for me personally, just a little update on how I'm working with all this, because I'm always number one student of this podcast, number one fan, uh, and I created this for myself. This is what I wished existed many years ago when I was first learning Vedic astrology because it's so hard to find good resources back then. And now it's much easier. And, you know, this was the first weekly Vedic Astrology podcast. And now there are more resources than ever, thankfully. Uh, and I do like summarize that and bring all that into the work that I do as well. And I'm always learning and growing too. And as many of you know, I moved to Mexico recently in the summer as part of my own working with the eclipse energy that came up in the spring. felt like I wanted to be deeper into nature and more remote place and have this beautiful view that i have it's been really incredible and i'm almost into the next transition now coming up next month when we go in the next eclipse season funny how that works right so uh, i noticed in myself my own life and this is a big part of this podcast too why i created it is like 2014 i was going through a really intense eclipse cycle and i wasn't fully paying attention to that as much like i, I was like, yeah astrology is very valuable i've been studying it a long time but i also don't want it to like I don't want to overanalyze it i don't want to try to like run my life just by astrology and i think it's important like you trust your intuition you don't just look at the transits and try to make every decision based on the transits it's a useful tool we apply it we adjust our schedule and use it to validate our intuition rather than replace our intuition but my intuition in 2014 was effed up <laughs> it was like i didn't know uh, what to do it was big life changes uh, a few years into my teaching career as a yoga teacher. And just that stirs up so much, doing all that deep personal work. And I went on this vision quest. I did this apprenticeship, this mentorship. I did all sorts of deep work. And I was kind of lost in a way. And uh, I've talked about this a bit before in the past. But I talked to a friend who's like, oh, yeah, all this stuff is happening in astrology. There's this big eclipse happening. There's this, this, this and this. And it all was like speaking to exactly what was going on which I was aware of, but I wasn't fully applying it like at the level I do here on the podcast of like, here's what's coming up this week. Here's how we work with it. You wanna probably avoid this. You wanna probably favor these decisions. Uh, And that's when I really started to do that for myself uh, in 2014 because of the eclipses and I was going through these huge life changes. But fast forward now and this year, uh, going through the eclipses in the spring, Uh, definitely was challenging in the sense of like knowing I wanted a big change, knowing I wanted to be kind of immersed in nature. And I started just, I've been doing this for a while, actually a couple of years of just collecting places on Airbnb, like really nice places I want to go around the world. And someday maybe, you know, go here. Uh, In 2021, I was going to go to Guatemala, this incredible earth house on the side of a mountain by the lake. And then I got COVID and I could not do that. <laughs> and that was during the Delta variant when it was the most severe variant of COVID, I got that one. Uh, it was pretty intense. Even though I'm very health conscious and did all sorts of stuff preventatively, uh, the virus still got me and I was pretty sick in December of 2021. So I didn't get to go on my month long trip to Guatemala I planned on. Uh, and then, you know, there's been this desire to travel the world more since 2020 because I work all remote and I can do that. I'm very fortunate. That was a dream come true, something I worked towards for many years and grateful to have that. Uh, but finally, in the spring of this year and the eclipses, I just felt that big shifting energy and just wanting a big change in my life and had so many nice things. I spent a year in California in this amazing place by the beach in Venice Beach. Uh, so, many, so many great experiences there, so much growth there, and then just ready for something different and it's not always logical our intuition our sort of internal guidance system is not always entirely logical but it knows better than we could ever know and when we start to see synchronicities that's always the sign i look for like dreams patterns going to california for me there was a lot of synchronicities there and then moving now to mexico there's a lot of synchronicities leading here as well like even uh, i didn't know anybody you know, my intuition guided me. Some people recommended it that I trust. And I was like, okay, I'll go. I bought the ticket. And no, it's just a one-way ticket. Let go of a lot of nice things I had. And uh, just me and my cats and my not my necessary possessions, like clothes and things like this. Uh, my computer to do my work. And uh, just kind of trust, like a trust fall. And I think there's this energy around the eclipses of a lot of trust or it can be a lot of resistance. Like that's what I experienced in 2014. It was a lot of like fear and resistance. I don't want to go through this portal. I don't want to go through this change. I'm not, I don't know if this is right. And that happens sometimes too. And my hope with this podcast and the work I do is it helps you know what is right for you. And it's going to be different for everybody, but there are some general patterns and themes we can find. And then when you know you're on birth chart, you can really apply this at a deeper level. So, you know, I look at my chart, I analyze it, I do this stuff on this podcast for me first, and then I give it up to intuition. You know, I don't try to micromanage it or control it too much or overthink it or obsess about it because that's unhealthy. And that's now you're, you know, you're starting to try to control the universe, which is just insane. You know, I can barely control when i blink or when i breathe you know we can consciously choose to breathe or blink but those things are automatic most of the time most of the things happening in our bodies are automatic uh, we just have the choice of where we put our attention and almost everything else in the universe is outside of our control uh so astrology is just like looking at it and saying okay this is what's going on and here's where the, the wave is moving this way or the, the river is flowing down this stream and uh, I can work with that rather than against it. And I could really feel that this, and then uh, the synchronicities, is just like getting off the plane, didn't know anybody. And then there's somebody there who also came from LA who had the same Yeti mug, the same white Yeti mug. If you're watching on YouTube, this is it. I got, mine has my quiet mind yoga logo on it. So it's custom made. Uh, hers did not have quiet mind yoga logo on it. That would have been insane. Uh, but she had the same one and a lot of similarities and background things and i was really wanting to have a friend as i got here to mexico who speaks spanish better than me too and that's very important (laughs) and helpful too Uh, so that was that and we are still great friends now and we still hang out regularly go for hikes and it's really really awesome Uh, so a lot of like waves of synchronicities like that like yes you're in the right path and sometimes you get the omens the sort of negative synchronicities that you are off the path and uh You know, I had that in 2008. That also led to a lot of deepening of my astrology practices and several omens, like um, this constant fear I was going to get robbed. The place I lived was very dangerous in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, It was very poor. lived in a dangerous neighborhood and just kind of where I grew up. So I didn't really think about it too much. I just expected it to be dangerous. And I kept having all these omens around that time, around the eclipse uh, in late 2008. And uh you know like i kept expecting myself to get robbed i'd look at the room and visualize it i was visualizing this happening regularly i didn't realize the power of visualization at that point Uh, i came home one day and all the cameras were ripped out of the ceiling for no explanation uh you know that was a huge omen. i was like i really should get out of here Uh, and then this other several other things like this without getting too far in the weeds but i saw this person dressed completely in black with black sunglasses like would not let me in. I locked myself out of the apartment. Um, and she just stood there without any reaction. It was very ominous, very weird. Uh, and then like a day or two after that, I ended up getting robbed and they took everything and, and I made the change I knew I needed to make of moving and changing my life direction and eventually leading me to Austin, Texas and my yoga training and all this and my astrology mentor and all that. Uh, so that you know that's another example of like I saw a lot of omens that were saying move change get out of here this is not right like I was feeling unsettled uh, uncertain it's just something felt off and I had this sense of something bad was going to happen and then it did you know and part of that is my focus on it my creation of it by visualizing it over and over again and affirming it over again and part of that is I think there's this element of you're picking up on an energy that is pr- true and present and you're not just like creating it out of thin air. So there's a level of manifestation, creating your reality. There's also a level of being in environments that are have certain energies, right? Like if you go into uh, a dangerous environment, like a dangerous city where there's a lot of crime and a lot of robberies and violence, and it it's more likely that it's going to happen. And if you pick up on it and you feel it, That's just picking up on what is true and not what is imagined or uh, projection. So that is an important skill of discernment that I think comes through yoga and meditation of how do you discern? Is this intuition or is this just my mind kind of telling me this is what I want? Or is this uh, an omen to make a change or am I avoiding something or am I just projecting something? these things can become confusing. And I think astrology at its best is affirming of what you already know. And if you're really out of touch with your intuition then practices like yoga and meditation are really about getting clear again. And I, end, every time I practice yoga and meditation, I end up feeling clearer, more centered, less tense afterwards. That's why I've been doing that for so long. That's why I also teach that in quiet mind yoga. Uh, You can check out my podcast there, hundreds of classes, uh, almost 200 for free uh, just on the podcast, Quiet Mind Yoga podcast, if you haven't seen that before. But that's a huge motivation for me is like getting clear, tuning into the energy of the planets, what's going on in my environment, in the world around me. How can I best express my gifts and share my gifts? And part of me moving here to Mexico was a lot of stuff I wanted to do just like immersed in my work and have a beautiful place to do it while I'm working online and nature and simple little town with, uh, no fast food, no department stores, none of that, uh, no target, no brands. It's just local businesses. You know, I, I really, really like that right now. It feels very nourishing for me. And the Rahu K2 transit coming up uh, in November, like it's going to be a big shift as well. So we'll see, you know, I'm starting to feel into that big shift coming up of what it means for me. I'll be sharing about that and sharing about how you can work with it as well. But right now I'm feeling like the shift, uh, I might be going back to Austin a little bit to do some teaching there uh, in December. So anyone in Austin listening, I'll probably be hosting a Mindful New Year in-person event there, as well as the Mindful New Year online that I do every year for the past five years and uh i'll probably be staying here in mexico for a while through the spring uh, really enjoying it and then leave for the summer because it gets super hot here and uh i'd like to be somewhere cooler in the summer so that's kind of how i'm working with all this eclipse energy like thinking about okay what's my next move and then we'll talk about that in the upcoming podcast of like i'll do sign by sign for that where it affects everybody personally Uh, but for me in this rahu k2 time a uh, big part of my Rahu K two transit, it's been affecting my second house, K two in second, uh, uh, foreign communication. Being in a foreign country makes a lot of sense with that. And Rahu in the eighth, a lot of deep transformational work, which I've been going through. And also, I have Rahu in my eleventh house. It's it's about uh, meeting a lot of people, and I've met so many people in the last year through L A. and Mexico. Uh, lots of travelers. You know, that's Rahu, that sort of fast-moving, intense, passionate energy, 11th house, networks, communities. And I'm just meeting tons of people over the last uh, almost 18 months. It's like 17 months now or 16 months. This cycle has been going. So we're almost to the end of that. And the Rahu K2 transits are big ones. The, The eclipses are big ones. We've got three really big dates coming up in October, two in October, one in November be talking about and we're kind of preparing for that now clearing the space setting the stage for those big turning points of the year and i've been doing a lot of cleaning things up clearing things out putting systems in place and working with that and then now we start the vedic astrology mentorship in on october 1st october 2nd we'll have our orientation call but enrollment is open right now until monday if you want to go deeper in your astrology studies with me and learn how to apply this to your life at this higher level and really understand your chart understand others understand all this stuff we're talking about here on the podcast, quietmindastrology.com is where you can check out the free workshop. If you like that, that's like an hour of me being your mentor. Then you'll like the mentorship, which is 200 plus hours of me being your mentor and then live weekly calls and lifetime updates and all this cool stuff. Quietmindastrology.com where you can learn more right now. So let's talk about the transits for this week. And if you're watching on the video, I just have it showing the date of the full moon coming up next week. Uh, Because there's no huge shifts in the signs this week. We just had sun move into Virgo. So into this more analytical, precise energy, of sun and Virgo. Uh, Very intelligent, very good time for learning things kind of energy. Uh, But we have the fall equinox, which I mistakenly said on Thursday last week and then friday and then it's actually saturday morning eastern time and it's saturday morning pacific standard time as well so that date shifts between 21 22 and 23 every year and uh, i like to make corrections if i make a mistake on the podcast i will do my best to tell you in the next episode so saturday september 23rd tomorrow the fall equinox day and night are balanced i did this free workshop for people who joined the become your own astrologer workshop uh, if you want that, you just sign up for the Become Your Own Astrologer" workshop. You'll get the free fall equinox intention setting workshop as well. Uh, so this is about bringing balance of yin and yang, effort and ease, stillness and movement into our lives, at least for this day. And then we start to move into the longer nights in the Northern Hemisphere where it's a more internal introspective energy with all the retrograde outer planets going on. And a very powerful time for learning on a deeper, more internal level. Also on September 23rd, Mars moves into Chitra Nakshatra in the sign of Virgo, which you can see in the bottom right corner if you're watching on the video. Mars in Virgo, pretty powerful energy. It's uh, very good for uh, creative projects or just more energy and inspiration to be more creative. And by the way, if you want the write-ups for all these, I do a long write-up in the email. QuietMindAstrology.com, you can get the free... Friday forecast, deliver it to your inbox where I write, write this all up if you want the written version to support the podcast. Mars and Chitra increases our focus and attention to detail. And Chitra means brilliance. It's a bright star in the sky and it has to do with expressing ourselves in a way where we stand out. Mars, the warrior action energy and the standout brilliant energy. So there's a way that you can express yourself uh, in your intelligence, your creativity, your action that can really help you stand out and look where virgo is in your chart the number six in the north indian chart and that's where mars is right now bringing you more of this passionate intense driven energy you can take initiative you can lead in, in innovative uh, endeavors uh, be very driven and forward thinking now on the unfavorable side there can be that tendency towards perfectionism i mentioned earlier which can lead to feeling frustrated there can be some impulsive or hasty decisions So you might want to slow down a little bit before making any impulsive decisions. Think about it. Uh, There's potential where there could be conflicts or competition in your professional or personal life, and competition can be very healthy, especially when you're just competing with yourself and past version of yourself that you want to improve or just be more aligned or authentic or in integrity. Uh, But competing with others in a healthy way can be great, too, and, you know, working to see... uh, Oh, they're doing this. How could I improve upon that? What could I add to that? Uh, but this can be aggressive and competitive too, in comparing yourself. And um, that's sort of the negative expression of this. We push it too much. And there can be challenges in maintaining your work-life balance because you're so driven and excited to do new things. It's a lot of excitement kind of energy right now. I'm hearing a lot of that from people joining the mentorship as well. It feels really good. A lot of excitement, energy. So it's very important to also ground. And that's what I've been doing here in Mexico as well, as uh, working with healers to ground. I think that's very needed right now uh, with the equinox, balancing this yin and yang. Uh, but also the kind of high excitement kind of energy right now, uh, very important to ground that as well. And we'll see that even more Um with when rahu and k2 move in november so there'll be even like rahu and pisces k2 and virgo we're going to see a lot more of that kind of excitement energy building in the collective uh, so groundedness very important like physical feet on the earth uh, weight on your body massage touch these kind of things grounding foods root vegetables especially if you're in the northern hemisphere soups grounding foods things like this and then finally, I'll say that Mars and Chitra can be uh, judgmental, critical towards yourself and others. And it's important to identify that voice and sort of disidentify with it. Like if you notice yourself, like you look in the mirror, or you look at something you've created and that judge comes in, oh, what about this? Or what do people think of that? Or that's too much, or this or not enough, that you're too much, this, you're not enough, that um, you can try to disidentify with that voice as, oh, that's just a thought, it's just a you know, like in Buddhism, they say it's like a, a guest into your home that you might say, "Okay, you've you've stayed your well, you overstayed your welcome. You can see you out now. Uh, thanks for visiting." But not judging the judge, not fighting it, not pushing back, but just noticing that judge voice when it comes up. That could be a little stronger over this twenty-day cycle, September twenty-third. Uh, also, I'll say. September 23rd, I uh, just, just before I hit record here, I found this video from a friend. I didn't know about this, uh, but those of you with strong 8th house, you're gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> or strong Scorpio energy, you'll love this. So just Google September 23rd, uh, end of the world. <laughs> and so many movies have that as the last, like the day of like some big cataclysmic catastrophe event tons of movies there's tons of examples uh, if you look that up if you want to see it and some astrologers are predicting some sort of world-changing intense event on september 23rd of this year now i uh, i am totally willing to be wrong and stake my reputation on this but i don't see that as such a strong indicator i don't see strong indicators of that in the astrology Uh, i'm i hope i'm right in this sense but i'm also willing to be wrong So yeah, I don't see anything that's saying like huge catastrophe like this on September 23rd, but some astrologers are predicting this, some Vedic astrologers, and that is interesting to find that. So many of these movies, and a lot of them are not recent, so that's an interesting thing too. So these are older movies, but, and it's, you know, so many movies get made that may be a coincidence, but it is interesting to see. So many say that September 23rd is a day of some sort of catastrophe event, and then we just saw the aliens rolled out in Mexico and unboxed <laughs> and uh, tiny little, they look like little movie props. So I don't know about that. Uh, but, it's, you know, the world is such now that uh, in Mexico, they roll out a box of aliens and nobody blinks an eye and move on to the next news cycle. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we're at in the world now. Uh, if that happened in the 90s, it would have been all over the newspapers and a huge event but yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't get too far in the alien rabbit hole. Uh, I, I do get down a lot of conspiracy rabbit holes myself. I think that stuff's interesting. Uh, but it's kind of been a very maligned topic and a lot of people have sort of weird conspiracies used to be this silly, weird thing back in the day, but now it's like, Means all this other stuff if you go if you ask questions about stuff. So <laughs> so I don't talk about that too much, but I'm always asking questions, always curious, always challenging things, including astrology. And uh, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, September twenty third, interesting one. But from what I see in the astrology, it does not look so dramatic. We'll see. It's just a day away from right now, so we'll see. And then on Wednesday, September 27th, sun stays in Virgo, but moves into hasta nakshatra. Hasta means hand. If you practice yoga, you hear the word hasta a lot. Hasta means hand. Sun is our vitality and power. Hand, uh, hasta is also like expression through our hands, what we create in the world. And it's in Virgo, this organized uh, analytical energy. So people go with their hands like surgeons, artists, writers, fine painting, crafts. These are all uh, Hasta kind of energies and also Virgo kind of energies. So Sun and Hasta brings a strong sense of ability to organize and put attention to detail in our lives. If there's things you need to get organized from September 27th for two weeks after that, good time for that. Natural problem solving abilities with this. There's a potential for success in professions related to healing, astrology, or crafts knitting sewing art surgery uh you know these kind of precise things and uh, desire to be of service to others with this virgo is very much service oriented kind of energy it's the helper the healer kind of energy the ayurvedic doctor kind of energy and it can be good honesty and integrity in dealing with others so if there is some somewhere you feel out of integrity you need to address that this can be a powerful time to do so and on the unfavorable side there can be this tendency towards perfectionism like with mars and virgo sun and virgo is a very similar energy and um, that can lead to a lot of stress if we're over analyzing being perfectionistic and perfectionistic is like uh, unattainable like there's no such thing as perfect you could as a musician i learned this a lot and i love making and producing music at a certain point you just step away and you take your hand off the computer and you, or the instrument or whatever, and you're done. If any of you have any creative projects or artistic expression, you know what I mean. It's like at a certain point, you just step away and that's it. But you could keep messing with it forever. Like it could be, uh, you know, I think of like <laughs> a kind of random example, but like Guns N' Roses were super popular in the early 90s. And then at a certain point, like the mid 90s, they started working on this album and it's just built up this hype and hype forever and like everybody because they were like one of the biggest bands of the early 90s it's like everyone's like the next album is going to be incredible and all this pressure and expectation like it's got to be perfect and then just delay after delay after delay for years and years and then when it finally came out it's like at that point it was kind of irrelevant in a way like it's, it's so long and it kind of lost all that momentum and i don't know i i'm not that big into that band but from what I heard of it, it was like, oh, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's like they, they probably could have released this uh, back when all of the hype was at its peak and like people were most excited about it and like they were in their prime, um, and it would have been just fine, you know. And maybe not as good as like the expectation and the stuff before, but still really good. And I kind of approach my stuff like that too, you know. I'm I could always do better. I could always learn and grow more, and I always want to. But also, at a certain point, you just you release the thing or you do the thing or you put yourself out there you try the thing and at a certain point you keep messing with it and trying to make it perfect it kind of loses its life and it loses its momentum loses the power and it becomes sort of irrelevant in a way like there were you know things you were probably working on in your teens that if you uh, came back and finished them now it's like well that, i was a teenager it's totally different time of life It's not really relevant or authentic or, you know, true right now. So I think there's important lessons in Virgo with this, as I've learned a lot. As a Virgo rising, I know this very well, uh, that there's a momentum to life. There's a flow of energy that's always happening. And at a certain point, you kind of miss the flow and there's a new flow. And if you try to like stay in that old flow, you're out of flow. (laughs) You're out of sync. You're out of alignment you know so it's about what's true now and where is the energy now what's the creative expression what's the truth and that might mean letting go of some old projects it might mean uh, you, you you try a new direction like a new identity like uh, you know to me as a teenager i was like a uh, very different person than in my 20s and then now in my 30s you know so many big life changes and things that i i don't know i thought i would never do like be silly with kids and like uh worked with kids at like this camp and in my 20s, like in my early 20s, I would have been so embarrassed to imagine doing that. I was like so serious and in depression and all this, like to imagine being silly and like playing games with kids as like a camp counselor in my mid 20s, like when I volunteered and did that, uh, it was such a huge identity shift and ego death for me. And I think uh, I've had a lot of those, a strong eighth house, uh, you know, maybe you have a strong eighth or twelfth house, or strong Scorpio or Pisces. You go through a lot of identity shifts in your life, a lot of ego deaths. Uh, but with Mars and Sun and Virgo like this right now, it's like, you know, let go of the reins a little bit. Don't need to be too perfect. Don't need to have everything figured out. Don't need to be too controlling. Can uh, just kind of go with the energy. And But there is a good attention to detail. Uh, it's a sharp energy, it's a healing energy it's a powerful time so uh, definitely work with it but uh you, know, you might you might catch yourself like over analyzing being too perfect perfectionistic about it and right there i could edit that out i could <laughs> you know i made a little uh, verbal blub i could edit that out and i like to do this podcast too like all live like i don't edit it really at all i uh, just clean, clean up the audio a little bit Um, because I think it allows more of my life essence to come through, more of my authenticity to come through. So I do encourage that too. If you have any sort of role where you are expressing yourself, sharing yourself, that you don't overanalyze it too much, overthink it. Don't need to edit it too much. Just be yourself, you know. And there's uh, also maybe some struggle with delegating tasks, like wanting to be controlling, you know, letting go of the reins can be uncomfortable and vulnerable but we can't do it all ourselves. That's also a big lesson I've had to learn. And I think a big lesson for all Americans is that uh, we can't do everything ourselves. We are interdependent from birth. You know, you wouldn't be here without your mom and dad. You wouldn't be here without your caregivers. We are so completely dependent for our first couple of years as humans, unlike some other species. Uh, So, you know, we are really interdependent, but lot of the american ideal is like being completely independent self-made you did it all yourself nobody helped you which is never true it's never the case Uh, so uh, like they say if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together that's been a huge lesson in my work as well like uh, getting help i have two amazing assistants who help a lot with my business and my research and uh, i can't do it all myself for sure Uh, but i definitely tried for a while uh, mars and sun and virgo teaches us that lesson and it may be a more introverted energy in social situations virgo is a shy energy so it is a valuable time to be more introverted especially going into the fall winter season moving along to the next transit on friday september 29th next week we'll have the full moon in Uttara bajapada in pisces and this is a time where our intuition our insights are heightened so we can be more intuitive at this time there's great opportunities in deep meditation and introspection again there's that word introspection it's a big theme for this fall winter season especially not just you know generally in fall that's good but especially this one Uh, and good time where your empathy and compassion towards others can be increased doing volunteer selfless service seva kind of work is very valuable there's a time where you may find you're more able to complete projects or goals around this date so if there's something you really want to get done you're working towards by next friday you could have that finished at this time there's a lot of support to complete big projects it's a healing transformative kind of energy good day to do some sort of healing work as well if possible or time in water being in pisces here On the unfavorable side, there could be some emotional sensitivity that leads to mood swings. There could be a tendency towards escapism or avoidance of responsibilities and reality, which Moon and Pisces can tend towards at times. And there could be a potential for feeling overwhelmed or lost and difficulties in making practical decisions. So if you're feeling that on Friday, September 29th, just lay low and just wait chill out. You don't need to make any big decisions on that day. Uh, If you can complete some projects by then, great. But if you're feeling that sort of uh, spiritual overwhelm, like your crown chakra is a little too open, uh, do some things to ground, grounding foods, grounding practices. Uh, I'm I'm by the beach here, putting my feet in the ground, burying my legs in sand. It's wonderful if you can do that. Uh, Putting sandbags on your body, on your hips especially, heavy weight on your body, very good, very grounding. And you could have some struggle with boundaries and personal relationships with this full moon in Pisces, and they may come to a head. So some things to address there. As always, if you see yourself the negative or unfavorable or challenging expression coming up in your life more, it's an opportunity to learn, to grow, to better understand yourself and others and move towards more of the positive expression of the energy. Finally for this week, on also Friday, September 29th, next week, we'll have Mercury moving into Uttara Falguni for eight days, and this is a time that is great for communication. You may find yourself more effective and eloquent in your communication. There's a strong analytical and problem-solving ability with this. There's a potential for success in creative writing and public speaking. This is a charismatic and persuasive energy so if there's any important conversations you need to have or ideas you want to share, this is favorable. And persuasion is everywhere. There's a great book. Uh, if you feel like sales is sleazy or schemey or scammy or whatever, a uh, book by Daniel Pink, To Sell is Human. Great book. Uh, I've done a lot of work in this uh, myself. I felt that way for a long time. And really selling is service and everything all the time. You're being sold all the time. If somebody wants to invite you to uh, dinner, you're being sold like, uh, you know, what's the dinner going to be like? Are they going to be talking about themselves the whole time? Are they, is this somebody who asks questions, like a good conversation? There's a sort of uh, transaction there. And I don't like to think of life as transactions too much or sales too much. But if you have that sort of charge about this or feeling like, uh sales is some way bad. Uh that's a very useful book to to look at. You know, every email you send, there's some sort of persuasion in there, some sort of uh selling that you're doing there. And you might not resonate with this. I know this can be a very charged topic for people, but and it was for me for a long time as well. But with Mercury Natara Felguni, this is a very persuasive energy where if you know if you watch a TED talk, they're selling you an idea. If you read a book, they're selling you ideas the whole time. And if it's actually true and factual, the selling is just telling you the facts. So that's the real thing here is like, if it's just true and authentic and factual and informative and educational and entertaining, the selling is that. The selling is not lying or deceiving or giving you something that's not true. It's just what is true. And that's the best kind of selling and marketing there is. And that's what any good lawyer is doing. A lawyer is is making a case. It's it's persuading you to see a side, and beyond a reasonable doubt. So, like most people would say, yeah, that's that is true. That is the factual circumstance. So, if that's something that it's on your journey, you know, if you are an entrepreneur or wanting to do your own thing or have your own path in life, you, you want to get out of being an employee and have your own sort of entrepreneurial business. Uh, This is an important part of the process of exploring that relationship to selling and persuading, which again, it's just like a TED talk. It's like they're persuading you that sleep is better than not sleeping. Getting eight hours is better than six hours. And they persuade you and they sell you with actual facts and data and research and science. And it's very easy to say, yeah, I agree with that. And I want to implement that change or take this action or buy that person's book and learn more right so it takes away a lot of that manipulation and you know there is that that does exist and that's why there's that stereotype uh, those people like selling because they just want the money and they don't care about the integrity or the outcome and that's a totally different conversation um, but you know everything in some ways is a uh, persuasion every podcast you listen to you like you know so it's something to consider if you've never considered before and with mercury and Uttara Falguni, those energies are more favorable where it's a good time to learn about that kind of stuff and to uh, if there's something you need to share there's an idea you want to share a blog you want to write an email you want to send a conversation you need to have you want to get a promotion at work you want to offer a service you want to go to the farmer's market and start selling something you created that's all this kind of energy and powerful time for doing that now that Mercury's direct, and we can move forward and be more creative and begin new things with Mercury and business and communication and skills. Now there's uh, potential here for success in creative writing and public speaking as well. Uh, charismatic energy and a strong sense of leadership and organization increased wherever Leo is in your chart, and wherever Mer- wherever Virgo is as well, it's going to be going through there. So that's where you can bring more leadership into your life. Now, on the negative side, there can be some arrogance or conceit in communication with this. It can be overindulgence in debates or arguments. Beware of the internet. It's like a haven for debates with strangers about things that nobody's going to uh, be changed in their opinion about. So beware of that. Like that's not a useful place to have those kind of conversations, but uh Somewhere like sharing your ideas like a blog is or sharing your own perspective can be valuable. This can be an impulsive decision-making kind of time. So you might want to, again, slow down and reconsider. Uh, You want to be aware of the impulsive decisions right now at this time. And desire for immediate recognition and admiration could come up. Uh, And again, this starts on Friday, September 29th. But here, if you're listening to this, you're an intuitive person, you probably feel these shifts a little bit before they happen. And there can be some stubbornness with this energy as well. Mercury, Nutara, Falguni on Friday, September 29th. So again, just to recap what we talked about today, the Vedic Astrology Mentorship is open for enrollment. If you want to go deeper into your studies, three-month mentorship and immersion and lifetime access to updates, 200-plus on-demand lessons, weekly live calls, uh, accommodating all time zones. So don't worry, you'll get to have live one-to-one time with me if you want that and learn how to optimize all the four aims of life health wealth relationships and purpose with vedic astrology based on my 18 plus years thousands of case studies sharing the best lessons i've learned so you can live in sync with the moon the transits and your unique expression your unique gifts i think we all have very powerful unique gifts that are here for us to express so enrollment closes Monday at midnight Pacific time. If you're interested in checking it out, quietmindastrology.com. There's a link to the mentorship right there, as well as all the other resources I mentioned, like your free birth chart, and the weekly horoscopes delivered to your inbox. We talked about the fall equinox on September 23rd, a time for balance and recentering. Nadi the practice is very valuable to do. And I led a whole yoga practice that you can get access to just by signing up for Become Your Own Astrologer. I'll send that out to you as well on saturday september 23rd also mars and chitra nakshatra this is a powerful creative energy and that is a day that some people are predicting negative world events i don't know i focus on what we can control you yourself can control how you respond to these events or not and it's kind of disempowering to focus too much on external world events that we have no influence over unless you do have influence and you work in government or something like this uh, but for you personally, it's a powerful time to focus on your creative expression and beware of being perfectionistic in this cycle that we're going through this week. Uh, don't overthink it, don't get too much in your head. Uh, just express yourself, share authentically. Wednesday September 27th sun and Hasta. Uh, this is also a very creative organized energy it's a lot of strong leadership organizing energy right now. Good time to organize things in your life, express yourself creatively uh, and have any honest, conversations you need to have with people you can really solve a lot of important problems right now and then the full moon on next friday in uttara badra this is a strong intuitive energy very profound insights can come through through meditation just stay grounded as well in the next week mercury in uttara falguni powerful time for sharing your ideas with others and having any important conversations you need to share your ideas with So that's our look at the transits for this week. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, you can leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts and get access to the free monthly review process as well. So if you want to do a little monthly review before we get into October, next week we'll look at the October horoscope and all the transits coming up, including the eclipses leading up to the node shift in November. That's going to be big energy, big changes October and November. Right now, as we're leading into it, kind of clearing the space creating the space to move into those big life changes and i'll talk more specifically about what those are in the upcoming episodes thank you for listening and hope you have a great week looking forward to sharing more with you next time on the quiet mind astrology podcast